Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday news show and welcome all our podcast listeners out there uh, hearing us coming through their, their ears. Their lovely ears. <laughs> don't know where I was going with that. Hmm. First up in the show, we have some very sad news from France. The devastating news of the death of French climber Luce Dowdy was announced on Monday after she fell whilst on an exposed approach path to a climbing sector near her home in Saint-Bernard near Grenoble. Luce was just 16 and was seen as one of the most promising climbing talents to emerge in France. Already a youth world champion, after last year's event in Arco, Luce debuted on the World Cup boulder circuit with a hugely impressive fifth place finish in Vail. She'd just managed to climb her first 8B plus and was apparently working an 8C plus in Seuss. A huge talent that will be sorely missed. Our thoughts are with the family and friends of Luce at this sad time. Luce Duardi. In a strong field, she is perhaps the most promising of the French youngsters, certainly up there. France packed with good climbers, and Luce Duardi, one of the very best. Here's Luce Duardi. Here she goes. Nice. No problem on the jump. Luce Duardi, first World Cup, first semi final, first final, first top. She has absolutely smashed her way through these boulders. Everything she's topped, she's flashed. <laughs> no wonder she's emotional. She's won the competition on the last boulder. She had to flash it to take it out of anyone's hands. And she has done it. So really, like horrible news uh, coming from the weekend. Um, Luce Dowdy, who was about to launch herself, mm -hmm. I think, on the scene. She basically finished fifth in Vail, like I just said. She was like world youth champion from Arco last year. Uh, it's just devastating. Yeah. Uh, in, in such, the, I mean, accents are never great, but the fact that she was just walking on her way to a sector just shows you never know kind of thing. No, absolutely. And the amount of support that she's had uh, from the climbing industry, so many Instagram posts just sending out her love to her. So yeah, as you said, our hearts go out to our friends and family at the moment. Absolutely. Now, our favourite weekend warrior, Mr. Roland Hemmetsberger, he has been back ascending once again. Roland has repeated Kwai, a 9A plus put up in 1996 by Stefan First. The route didn't see another repeat until Adam Ondra came along 23 years later. Roland becomes the third person to climb the route, which sounds like a unique challenge. Both Roland and Adam struggled during the send, and Roland fell at least 45 times on the upper 8A boulder crux, having already done the bottom 8C sport climbing section. So that route's in Tyrol, uh, so in Austria. And yeah, I didn't realise, so three ascents, 23 years. The dude did it 23 years later, Adam turned up, he did it. Um, but can you imagine falling 45 times? Yeah. Having already climbed 8C. That's a long weekend. Yeah, well, he's, he's climbed 8C 45 times mm. to then fall off it. I mean, what, what a legend. So 8C at the bottom, 8A plus at the top. Yeah, well, there's an 8A, so 8C sport to the bottom to reach this 8A boulder crux. Mm -hmm. uh, and people ask about this. Sometimes sport routes have a boulder problem graded in them just to give an idea of the difficulties of that moves. It's not a boulder problem on top of a sport climb. It's just yeah. the way you can tell sort of thing. I always find that kind of like quite mentally difficult to imagine myself doing a boulder problem like from the ground yeah. then thinking about it doing it with the exposure. Oh, just insane. Yeah. Like my, my life me. dream goal is to climb an 8A boulder, right? Can, mm. can you imagine doing that yeah. having just done an 8C? <laughs> yeah. Pros, exactly. Uh, another big send from France as Seboin has climbed Biography. 
French climber Sebouin has managed to climb the historical route Biography, the world's first 9A plus at Seyus in France. Seb fell on the upper crux three times before finally sending. This is the 19th ascent of the route after Chris Sharma's historic first ascent back in 2001. Seb's ascent was part of his filming for the Vintage Rock Tour, an Epic TV exclusive series. This will be part of the third episode, so stay tuned. So Seb Boin continues to go around crushing everything. Uh, but yes, this is going to be part of the Vintage Rock Tour. Excellent. That's been brilliant. We have Verdon Gorge. <coughs> that, but, was a, that was a big one. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, Books? Books? B- uh, Books. Yeah, Books. With Books. Ben Moon. Books. Yeah. 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 That was great. Ah, oh, it's a cool series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So looking forward to seeing that. Uh, that's going to be dropping, I think, in the next month or so. So if you haven't seen the first two episodes, go and watch them. Mm-hmm. They Links. will link in the description below for the podcasts. Uh, go to YouTube and type in Vintage Rock Tour Cebuin and you'll find them. Excellent. Now, it's getting a little bit late for font season. It's in June now. It's getting warm. But the recent cold weather has given this little weather window. So the athletes have been back at it. Caroline Sino has sent her second font 8B boulder, Mysterio. The line is short but intense with four hard moves and the last move being a tricky dino. She becomes the first female to send this remote Fontainebleau boulder. Quite interesting when I was researching this because uh, on her on the Planet Mountain write up, well, AA.nu write up, sorry, mm-hmm. it talks about how she's done four font 8B traverses, but this okay. is only her second 8B boulder because I'd forgotten that the traverse grade is a whole different grade in mm. font. Totally forgotten that. So, uh, yeah, Caroline, she sent 8B traverses, but it's a second 8B proper boulder boulder. In and font. how, so just to explain for the, for the, for people who don't understand that, like myself, yeah. Um, what what's the difference between a uh, traverse grade and a normal grade? I'm glad you asked because I don't really know. <laughs> um, but it's 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 in the same principle as like you know you get someone who's get um, get uh, long boulder problems that are graded as sport grades. Mm-hmm. It's a similar idea with the font grade. So I think it's if you were to like put them side by side, an eight B traverse would be slightly easier than an eight B straight boulder, mm-hmm. but it would be more endurancey, longer, more towards a sport grade. But exactly how they add up, I don't really know because that traverse grade is sort of come out of fashion almost in in recent years so it's just yeah. not really done that much so i don't know <laughs> yeah i guess so i guess people are more like into like more powerful kind of big yeah uh, big big problems kind I, of I know for personally like traverses frustrate me because mm. i feel like i've done a lot of work just to go sideways yeah I, I like to be on top of something you know yeah. so it was yeah i feel like i have to work very hard for my sense i quite like the traverses because you're always staying quite close to the ground true yeah so easy to pad. as long as somebody's there to kind of pad with you yeah yeah, yeah. You... i always thought you could there'd be some kind of system where you trailed a rope off you to the boulder pad so as you moved you dragged the boulder pad with you Kind of like, I've been looking into getting, we got like a little swimming pool in our house. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've been looking to get one of those bungees that you tie around. And you can just get like swim on the spot. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can probably like use the, one of them to do it. That would work. It's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up with this, patterns it and all that. That's, yeah, I think. <laughs> solo, solo traversing. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, next up, we've got news of a Norwegian climber uh, climbing in Flatanga. 8a.nu has reported that Norwegian climber Maria Davies Sandbu has managed to climb her third 8c route Nordic Flower in the iconic Flatanger Cave. Maria, who is about to start a post as a junior doctor, took three to four days to work the extension part of this route, having already climbed Nordic Plumber two years ago, a route which shares the bottom part. She then started trying from the bottom and managed to make the send on her third go. So this is the first I've ever heard of uh, Maria uh, Davy Sandbu, but she she's mm. going to become a junior doctor, okay. which is fair play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but she still managed to climb eight C Nordic yeah. Flower and Nordic Plumber. Nordic Plumber uh, was done by Mina Lesiu Justic, I think, 
2018 or 2019. Okay. Uh, it was, remember she was in Flat Anger? Yeah, I do. I vaguely remember that, yeah. And she did, and she, I know she came back and she came back for a wedding. Oh, that and was And then it. went back for another yeah, Plummet to Yeah, because she was so desperate to send it, she felt like she was really close. Mm. I remember, I yeah. do remember, okay. Uh, so yeah, so, but um, super cool, Root, I would imagine, and Flatanger looks in good shape at the moment, apparently. Have you ever been? I have never, never been. Mm. I don't think I've, we've been to Norway once, haven't we? Uh, to see Magnus. To see Magnus, yeah, got lost. But I think Flatanger's more like up we, north. We didn't, oh no, yeah, you're right, yeah. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> iconic weird. iconic images uh, from that, you know, that one's where it's like they're in shadow and you look out on the lakes. Yeah, and it's just all there. Norway looks immense. It does. As uh, always. So Swiss athlete, Sasha Lehmann, uh, we kind of missed this, to be honest, because back in May, he put up this outrageous tick list of climbs. Sasha Lehmann competes on the IFSC circuit and won his first World Cup lead round last year. Sasha sent four 9As in May. Masala T, Jungfrau Marathon, Alpenbitter, and a first ascent, Schwartz Monk. Sasha trained hard during lockdown in Switzerland and is waiting to see how the IFSC season takes place, if it does at all. But he's got his eyes on some future rock climbing projects. Sasha Lehman is one of those dudes who sort of, he hasn't come out of nowhere because he's been on the scene, but I think he yeah. certainly sort of came into people's mindset last year. He won that World Cup round. He's super strong, but he's never been that strong. And, and so obviously just stepping up a bit and yeah. four nine A's in a month is pretty impressive. I just, I love the fact that like these, these ticks are happening are kind of around like the 8C to 9A mm -hmm. kind of grade by like women and men. Uh, and it's just all these comp climbers who haven't got any comps to climb in. Yep. So they're just like, let's use all the strength and go climb in real rock. Yeah, bizarrely, Corona's got this golden age of rock climbing that's come through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's I remember like back in the day when like, 9A was a big deal. And I'm not, not saying it's a big deal, but like the fact that he's doing four 9As yep. uh, and then we're hearing regular kind of ticks of that grade. Um, is is insane. Yeah. yeah, it's when we have to scan for the news and we're sort of like, oh, it's another 9A. Should we include that in yeah, the news exactly. show? <laughs> is yeah. it news anymore? Who yeah. knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about Black Diamond. Yes. Okay. So the Black Diamond controversy, let's say, that's yeah. coming out of Black Diamond. It's quite a complicated issue. It's to do with parent companies, who owns what. So I'll try to give a basic breakdown of what's going on. In recent weeks, we've seen some controversy surrounding Black Diamond. It's all about Black Diamond board member Warren Canders. Warren is also the executive chairman of a company called Claris Corporation. Within the Claris Corporation portfolio is a number of other companies, including a company called Safrilad, which produce tear gas, and Sierra, who manufacture bullets. People have been extremely vocal and angry about the link to Black Diamond from those companies, and has been calls to cut ties with Warren and the companies discussed. Black Diamond have put out a statement about this on their Instagram account, saying that the companies are run separately, but they will be taking a hard look at the link and their policy moving forwards. So it's a tricky one to unpack this. It's, it's not Black Diamond who are producing tear gas or, yeah. or bullets. It's a member of their board who's a member of another board. And within that board, there's all these other companies. So mm. it's... It, it's a link between Black Diamond and these companies. And people are saying, look, really, at this time when everything's up, you know, all over the world, Black Lives Matter is kicking off a lot. Yeah. It's like whether companies need to start paying a little bit more attention to their board members and the links with their board members. I think it's tricky. Like, I think I think a lot of companies are huge corporations. They're run. There's lots of different factors. Yeah. How deep do you go into this, this rabbit hole of who owns what, who's doing what? But... 
it's not a great link to have, especially at the moment. And you were saying something about their, their Instagram post, which it sort of felt a bit... Yeah, I think um, before I want to say this, like we know the guys at Black Diamond, they're, they're a good bunch of guys. Uh, I think stuff like this is possibly, you know, out of their control, the level that we kind of connect with. I think it's kind of probably the higher up guys. But um, yeah, I think maybe it was a little bit of a misstep. Although having said that, <clears throat> um, I think there's an initial reaction you can get to it, but then it was like, the, it, it felt like it was a Black Lives Matter post and then they kind of linked in, mm -hmm. there was like a very, it was a very positive message about Black Lives Matter. And then there was, they kind of added this bit on as well. But then actually it, I you did like scroll through the photos. It's like still learning, still yeah. adapting kind of thing. So I think it was aimed as like our overall message that they're like, they don't have all the answers to Black Lives Matter. They're still trying to learn and they're, they're trying to figure it out. I think it's good that this has been highlighted. I think stuff like this, uh, you know, they, they they need to have they need to look at it, kind mm -hmm. of thing, and and, uh, and address it, and and figure out if it's something that they want to kind of uh, carry on being associated with. Yeah. It's a question that needs to be raised, and it will be interesting to see what the reaction is. I think it's, I think it's okay to allow them to have time to kind of look at it, kind of thing. But yeah, I think it's good that it's been raised, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think there's no there's no. It's not saying that Black Diamond are doing this thing from their factories. It's just saying that, look, you're affiliated to these yeah. people who are doing this. Is that okay? And should you look at it more closely? I think, Which yeah, is... the, the questions, they need to ask the questions of themselves mm -hmm. because people are asking the questions kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, 9B counter? <laughs> yeah, 9B Okay, so right. there, there hasn't been a huge amount on this this week. Um, someone was pointing out or telling me on comments that Jimmy Webb should be... Because I said last week that Adam Andra's winning the 8C Plus count. No, apparently Jimmy Webb is, but we've only got one down. So uh, have we missed a Jimmy Webb 8C Plus? Uh, I'm not sure, but definitely Paul Robinson did an 8C. Oh, that's an 8C. Exactly. So this is what people got to remember. It's got to be 8C plus, 8C not 8C. plus. So we'll look into that. Um, but yeah, no sends this week, sadly. No, at all. Nothing, nothing for the counters. That's disappointing, it's guys. Devastating, isn't it? In a way, it's quite good. It's kind of what we wanted, right? What, no sense? Yeah, because like it's easy to manage. Tr that's true, yeah, yeah. But it has been, I, you know what? I said we said it last week. Women's nine A counter by far the biggest one this the year. The busiest. Yeah, the busiest. Yeah. Yes, most active. Yeah, they like you said again. Uh, ladies do lockdown well. Yes, they do. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, medias. Medias. Right. First up, we are going. We're talking about the net, latest episode from Action Talk. These guys are um, a Swiss crew who make videos for the main Epic TV channel. Uh, this is their ninth episode and it, they followed Roger Shiley in Switzerland climbing his AB plus project here's a clip for the podcasts mm. that probably wasn't the best clip because it was in Swiss German there's subtitles sorry about that um, maybe we'll pick a clip which is more visual actually either way yeah just maybe we could like computerize voice over it Flo do you want to dub over it computer says no we could just have someone describing what's going on Ooh, nice yeah 
Uh, man but, tries really hard. Man, <laughs> man, man makes face to show that he's trying <laughs> yeah, really hard. Man falls off. Man shouldn't have fallen off. Anyway, did you did you have you watched it? I have watched it, and I do love that the shot when he comes up onto the the crux bit of the AB, and he's like slapping, and the mm. camera's right in his face, and yeah. then he takes a fall off. It's, it's a really good shot. Yeah, like it's that. worth watching. Go it to the is, YouTube yeah. channel, podcasts. Go to the YouTube channel. Do you, mm-hmm. do podcasts do YouTube? Pod Marmots. Pod Marmots. Do you do the you do do you do the YouTube? Uh, <laughs> do you YouTube? Go watch it because it's really really good, and it's nice. It actually. Almost made me tear up. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Which bit? Just the whole vibe of it was just nice. I think I was feeling uh, particularly emotional on a Friday. That's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I get that way on a Friday. Because my, 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 yeah, if I get tired. Um, so yeah, sometimes I just like, have a weekly cry. That's fine, that's um, fine. Sometimes it's about work, sometimes it's about something nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and a man gurning who's just trying to climb an 8B is, yeah. well, fair enough, fair I enough. like Roger Shiley, I, I, I think he's, nice. he's, he's a nice he's guy. Like a lovely bloke. Yeah. Um, another nice guy, Stefano Gasolfi, Epic TV athlete. We're doing this mini series within Climbing Daily where we're looking at Epic TV athletes. The reason I wanted to talk about Stefano is I'd forgotten how much cool stuff we filmed with that man. We were pulling together all the media. We've got like Perfecto Mundo 8Bs, we've got the, the Queen Line, King Line, all that kind of stuff uh, in Arco. Mm-hmm. We've been in his gym. Check out this tiny little clip of Stefano. My favorite snack in, uh, in the crack is uh, uh, rice crackers with the uh, chocolate, the, the one, the circle one. I think they're uh, the best snack for, uh, for a climbing day. I competed uh, for the last uh, 10 years in uh, IFC uh, climbing workups. And my best results are, uh, I won uh, five, five workups, five little workups, uh, but my favorite one is uh, the, um, the victory in Chamonix. There was a huge crowd. I, I topped the final route. It was, uh, I think, the, the most amazing moment in um, my competitions. So that's Stefano, that uh, went live the other day, link to that. Matthew Phillips was last week and then Matthias Posh. Hopefully, I'm in contact with him, hopefully he's going to be next week. So a little okay. look at some of our athletes. Good stuff, mm. good stuff. Good to get to know them. Uh, comment of the week. Oh, hang on, shop? Or- shop, let's do shop first. Shop. Yeah. Trad is rad, we know that. Trad is very rad. Uh, trad is also scary. Um, so get the Trad gear to protect yourself on the scary routes. Uh, it's, it's all about Trad good. this week. It's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. I need to be TV sales. Look, if you want cams, nuts, all that kind of stuff, Trad week on the Epic TV shop. Stuff is cheap. Stuff is discounted, bargained, all the rest. Grab yourself uh, an upgraded rack. I actually spent money on climbing gear the other day. <laughs> Don't be stupid. No, I did. I did. I bought two Trad rack things with my own monies. What did you buy? I bought an oval carabiner for mm-hmm. my nuts. Nice. Got to rack my nuts uh, properly. So one over yep. carabiner and a sling. Okay. And a knee pad. Okay. It's the wrong size. Ah. I'm having to send it back. Probably. Uh, no, I do. I have, to, I have to go through the Epic TV return process, which I just want to say is fairly easy. Because you just walk up to the office upstairs because Orange is just there. Yeah, Felipe was like, I'll print you out a label and just send it <laughs> off. It was very simple. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I spent money on Trad Gear, so you should too. Uh, I, If I was going to spend money on Trad Gear, I would spend money on the Wild Country uh, Zeros. Really? Zero Friends. Yeah. The, the, the little micros. Mm, I like the look of them. Okay, so in one box you've got the, the Zeros, and yeah. in the other box you've got the Z4s from Black Diamond. I think I go for the Wild Country Zeros. Interesting. I okay. have no idea why. I don't really even try climb. No, but especially not micro try climb. I don't even micro climb. <laughs> I want to go for a micro, uh, micro crack. Right, okay. But it'll uh, be the wild I don't know, I just feel like, uh, I don't know why. I have no idea what I'd buy. I like the colours of them. I'd buy a jacket, a trad jacket. A trad jacket, not yeah. a gilet. 
Yes. I Tra- think that every child climber should have a gilet. <laughs> right. I agree. I, you know I agree. Hello, Franco, my dog, who's desperate for attention. Go to flow. The he podcast, if, if you're watching Pod Marmots, no, he doesn't. I love you more. He goes stroking a dog. I'm stroking my dog. He's a, uh, a border collie. It's very beautiful. Yeah. If you tune in to the Twitch live on a Thursday, mm. you'll probably see him. Sometimes well, no, on, not on, on a Thursday. Sometimes on a Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, should we mention that again? Yeah, we should. So Twitch, we started Twitch last week. Um, so Twitch is a, is a streaming platform usually for computer game people, but we are smashing into this. We're, we're branching out to a new mm. area. We're doing mm. live board sessions on the Epic TV climbing wall that's just been built. Currently, we're sticking that onto YouTube, but we're doing something with it on YouTube. That might not last forever, but we just want to remind people we're on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. So at the moment, you can catch last week's session uncut, unedited. It's an hour of us being idiots on the YouTube channel. Uh, link down below. And there's our Twitch account. You can follow us as well. Exactly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, comment of the week. We had, a, we, had a, we had a controversial show for us last week where we discussed Black Lives Matter, and there were a lot of comments on okay, that. Okay. So comment of the week, Gene. Kinda, kinda comment. I, I don't know how. Yeah, of the week. Very good. Mm. Okay, so uh, first off, thanks very much to everybody for commenting. Um, we, I think, probably one of our most commented on videos mm. uh, last week. It sparked a lot of good conversation. Uh, just basically, just good conversation. It was good to have. There wasn't anything too negative there. There was like there was really good, uh, like people's opinions, people's perspectives. Uh, like kind of swapping there wasn't I didn't feel like there was too much kind of like arguing and stuff like that Flo do you want to take Franco go on <laughs> go over to Flo go on there, there um, were very what I found interesting so my dog was just uh, begging for attention he was can't give him all the attention there was some very I, I, I was amazed by everything that was said mm. was there was a there was different points of view on it and that's yep. what I found really interesting it's just that this is such a diversive issue and I didn't realize it'd be that diversive, but everything that we said, everything that got brought up, had people for it, people against it, people's point of views. It was, it was fascinating. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think um, what needs to be kind of reiterated is that I don't think we're kind of saying that the climbing industry is overtly racist. Like there aren't individual factions within the climbing industry that are racist and kind of against, you know, like the BAME community and people of color kind of thing. But I think like after getting a few kind of messages and stuff during the week and people saying, look, really glad you kind of brought this up I, and kind of talking about their experiences, I think maybe there's more uh, racism on a kind of passive level whereby like, you know, people climbing, struggling to find partners kind of thing because they are a person of color or but not necessarily knowing that for sure, but just it's that kind of thing. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where Whereby it's not like overtly uh, like racism. It's because just people maybe aren't, as educated as they possibly could be and they they don't realize the situation kind of thing and maybe somebody uh in the BAME community needs like a little bit more encouragement or uh, needs a bit more help kind of finding a partner kind Mm. of thing so stuff like that I think uh you know was was it was interesting to get those kind of messages yeah I I think it's hard to argue against the fact that people of color are underrepresented within the climbing industry like I, I, I think that's fairly standard like whether for what reasons and whether that's wrong or right, that's the conversation. But I think that they are underrepresented and we need to represent yeah. more people. And again, again, we are, it's not us pointing any fingers. No. Like it's very much us pointing fingers at ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I, we are the media. We are the media and we have a massive responsibility to kind of tell these stories. And um, we haven't been, to be frankly honest, we haven't been doing a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something we want to address and we will, so therefore we want to keep talking about this. So that's why, hence, we want to talk about it today and like the comments that you guys have made. 
So my comment, uh, I'm not, we're not going to put their name on this. Uh, you can go and find it on YouTube. Um, uh, fairly angry, disgusting, you cowards. We all know that underrepresentation of black people in climbing has nothing to do with racism. You know it too. It's really pathetic that you would lie through your teeth just to appease the extreme left-wing crowd. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because I don't think anyone's appeasing anyone, and I really don't. I think that it's an issue that needs to be discussed, and I think there's nothing wrong with discussing it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's an extreme left wing. I think it's an extreme right wing. I think it's the, the conversation needs to be happening right in the middle of everyone. Because, mm -hmm. as we said with the media, we, we need to do something about it. Um, it. It's a point of view that was reflected by a few people. Yep. And it's, it's this understanding of people being like, hang on a sec, I'm not racist. I don't mm -hmm. have, this is not me. You can't point these fingers at me. I don't think anyone's pointing the fingers. Exactly. We just need to do better. And that's the conversation. I think it's like, if you haven't experienced it, doesn't mean it's not an issue. Yeah. Um, so that's where the education comes in. It's like people say educate. It's it's a nice way of just saying, whoops, bang the mic. Um, it's just a nice way of saying understand other perspectives and what kind of other people have experienced. That's essentially what you're doing and and educating yourself on uh, Black Lives Matter and kind of like that the history of that and kind of you know what kind of people of color and black people have kind of gone through in the last kind of four or five hundred years. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read this one. This is a bit more of a positive one. Um, it says, "Love to see the conversation started, as well as seeking out the stories of POC climbers." Another suggestion would be to bring climbing to POC-organized sponsor events, where you welcome new climbers into the community, schools, universities, lower-income communities, or even go to places where the main population is, uh, is people of color. Example: Puerto Rico, Brazil, Caribbean, South America. And see what the climbing scene is like in those places. But please, but please do not cover white climbers establishing roots there, but having nothing to do with people of, uh, of said place. Bonus also cover non-traditional body types bigger in the climbing community. The Pacific Northwest have some initiatives. Okay, so long one there. Uh, the reason I, I want to talk about that was twofold. I think those are some great ideas. Um, I uh, there, there are loads of bodies out there kind of doing this kind of great work that we have that we need to kind of basically touch base with and collaborate collaborate with and highlight the great work that they are doing. Secondly. All those uh, destinations, I reckon you probably want to go to. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I think I think maybe we should start planning some trips. Right. Um, or at least commissioning some No, some we should trips. plan trips. We should definitely go. <laughs> I need to oversee this. Uh, cool. That sounds good to me. Okay. Nice. Right. Uh, but let, but let, let us know. Keep the conversation going. I Like for me personally, I think it's really important to keep the conversation going. I think Matt, you're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. You know, we might be accused of being kind of lefty liberals and uh, uh, and you know talking on trend and stuff like that. So I I don't want this to be like a trend. This is like this is something that we're going to work hard on continuously. Uh, and if you see us, if you see, this is like for you, all you guys, if you see us like lacking on it, call us out on it. Like if you think that we're not doing enough, call us out. Keep calling us out. I'm I'd be I, we're, we're open to hearing your thoughts and we're open to you kind of calling us out all the time. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, another very <laughs> political, in-depth show. I like this. Yes, exactly. Uh, we've got anything else to talk about? I'm done, I'm done, I'm finished. Yeah? Finished. Right, cool. Uh, if you want to go and see this on the podcast, remember we've got a podcast, Spotify and iTunes is up there, so you can listen to our dulcet tones in your car. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, just standing in wet Chamonix. Just will not stop raining. Don't, uh, like, what's your backup if you're uh, not climbing? Quickly, because we've got to wrap it up, apparently. Biking and running Biking and drinking running. coffee in my bed. Very nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been doing a lot of biking. Excellent. So much fun. <laughs> uh, anyway. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.